It is Monday on Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce here with me. I am Michael Rand. Lot of stuff to get to, Patrick, off of what we knew was going to be uh, a very big sports weekend. But uh, Twins, Vikings, Gophers, maybe a little bit of Minnesota United talk at the very end. we got to start with the Twins, though, Patrick. They are in the playoffs. Lost 6-4 in Game 1 on Saturday. Kind of a predictable outcome, even if they rallied a little bit later. But Sunday, Patrick, my goodness, uh, they come back and win 6-2. It was, that was as, you know, we haven't had a lot of Twins uh, playoff wins to talk about, period, obviously, in the last oh two decades because of the 18-game losing streak. But even even dating back a ways, um, they just haven't even played games like that where it was it felt like they were kind of in control of that one. And so much of that tone, Patrick, set by Pablo Lopez and Carlos Correa, the two guys that just showed up huge on Sunday. Yeah, uh, Lopez was uh, fabulous about the fourth or fifth or sixth inning. I'm saying I was saying, you know, considering how modern pitchers are used, uh, opposed to when Frankie and uh, Morris were leading the Twins to World Series championships, uh, that was that was right up there with a memorable Twins start because seven innings he was brilliant. Uh, in the old days, he, he hit a hundred. They would have tried to get another inning out of him in the old days, but uh, uh, the fact that uh, you know Rocco basically uh, said before the game, "We're gonna let him. We're gonna run with him," and uh, they let him run with it. Man, he was good. And uh, he had a very inconsistent, uh, small strike zone to pitch to, too. So uh, it, what's amazing to him is, uh, amazing with him, he, he, each each corner, he can he, he worked that he worked the rectangle of that batter's box unbelievable with a variety of pitches. One of the things, that, it wasn't until late that he really threw many change-ups either, and his change-up is a devastating pitch when he's throwing uh, when he's throwing as hard as he does. But uh, he's a professional pitcher, that's for sure, and it was, it was a brilliant performance and, uh, you know, made uh, he had Houston hitters frustrated, and McCormick threw a fit because he got called out on a pitch about an eighth of an inch off the plate, and uh, that's that's when you know they're frustrated when they don't want to swing the bat. Uh, they they had no idea what was coming and where it was going to be. That was a brilliant performance by Pablo Lopez, and all of us who lamented the loss of Louis Arise, and uh, I certainly did for the first half of the season when their uh, their hitting was as terrible as it was. Uh, this this guy, uh, they obviously wouldn't be in any kind of position like they are now if they hadn't gone and got him. And it also looks pretty wise that they went and signed him and gave him seventy some million dollars like two weeks after he got in, after two weeks after they watched him pitch. So it was brilliant. There's no doubt about it. It was it was great. Correa too. We'll get back to I'll get back to Lopez in a minute. But man, Correa, this, this whole yeah. full season. I mean, we we know you know somebody's reputation, but sometimes reputation is only that because the season he had didn't give you any indication that this was the postseason he would have. But he's done this before, where he's had maybe not this mediocre of a regular season, or you can call it bad even this year. Um, but then the the October hits, and you know he hits. Two two long doubles, you know, gets them on the board. That was important, I thought, in the first inning. Yeah. Gets them on the board and, you know, has two more 
two more big at bats later in the game. Um, you know, hits the the single, hits another double. Yeah, is in the middle of basically everything. Makes the brilliant defensive play to end the game. Getting Pena, uh, that was a that was an unbelievable play too. I mean, some some guys are just built differently. You don't understand what it is until you see it. But you, if you're the Twins, this is a guy that obviously you want on your side when it's when it's playoff time. Yeah, I've been saying now for uh, weeks that uh, as you know, thirty double plays and the whole thing, and the you know lament of this and that. But uh, this club would be so much less classy if they didn't have him playing shortstop. If yeah, now Kyle Farmer, God love him. Think of the fact if he plays 150 games at shortstop instead of Carl Scraya. Think of the difference in plays that would be made, and. He makes those plays, and you're not really surprised. And it's right. uh, now the one I will say the one for the last out <laughs> that surprised me. That, that surprised was me. But, good. And uh, and he had about two, two, three others that were just uh, really, really solid. And uh, yeah, he's a magnificent shortstop. I really, I guess I should have known how good a shortstop he is. I guess people who know voted him the platinum glove his last year in Houston, right? The yeah, defense, I think so. best defensive player in American league, but you see it every day. And, uh, you know, I give him a lot of credit. He, uh, I mean, he, he came back here for a hundred million less than he thought he would be making. Now you might say, okay, he's making 200 million, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he, he and his agent thought he was going to be making 300 million, you know? So, uh, and he played until that last week when he ripped his foot, the plantar fasciitis thing, which which broke and apparently is the best thing that ever happened to him. But uh, right. uh, the, until he missed that week, he'd, he'd started all but five games at shortstop. So, uh, I mean, he's he, he, he leads them in at bats by, you know, 100 at the end of the year. He'd be played more than anybody on the team. And, uh, you know, he never begged out of the lineup and uh, was uh, just just fantastic. And, uh, you know, it's funny that uh, they they had us they had the baseball writers uh, vote for the MVP of the team that we always do. And. Uh, you know, I ended up voting for Duran because uh, he didn't win because I, I don't know who won, but uh, it wasn't him because they had some kind of a vote off afterwards for two other guys. But the, the MVP of this team is Correa. <laughs> you know, I I really think he's just because of what he does in the middle of the infield. And, and also, you know, it looks like people look at the game and they say, well, he's always, he comes in the, he imposes himself on every meeting. Yeah, but he has smart stuff to say. That's why he imposes yeah. himself on that meeting. So, uh, wonderful instincts for baseball, and uh, and and a and a really great player. Who you know, you'd like him to, you'd like him to get a little more clutch hits when the season's on. But you'll also love having him on the team. So, and yeah, uh, yeah I mean, last. Uh, you know, they come home now. They got Sonny Gray pitching. You got to think they got a shot. You certainly don't want to go back to Houston. But if you go back to Houston, you'd have Pablo pitching game five. And uh, if he throws the ball like he did yesterday, it's not like you're going to know him better. No. 
if you're facing him because he can change everything. He could come out and throw a lot of change-ups to start the game, and then you're in trouble. So, yeah, well, got- it's uh, – it's uh, it's kind of fun, and uh, they did. Uh, it, it isn't it amazing how quick it turned for this team. Yes. Those two that they win the two tight playoff games. They were both fun. The first time they had us, the first night last week, they had a sellout that was kind of like artificial because the tickets were four bucks if you went to stuff yeah. up or something. Right. But the next night, it was, I mean, the next day, it was real. You know, the people really wanted to be there, and now they've sold out game three and four already. So, uh, yeah, and then you look look around the rest of the town, this looks pretty good. Yeah, we'll get to some of that stuff in a little bit. But Pablo, he throws five pitches, right? And he can kind of. Yes, he does, at least, yeah. He's got the, you know, the (laughs) fastball changeup. And a bunch of breaking balls, and and Wainwright, who was uh, on the yeah. broadcast with trying to fit a word in edgewise with AJ, which isn't easy, but uh, he's uh, you know he was he did a really good job of saying how he kept saying that the slider is new that that's uh, that the last couple of years he's added that that breaking he didn't have he had the good changeup, uh, good fastball, and. Uh, you know, a little bit of a curveball, but he's uh, he was talking like the slider has made him a different pitcher. He also had a great quote about, you know, Louis R.I.'s great hitter, but uh, he said, did you hear him say, he said, look at the legs on that guy. You trade that guy, <laughs> you know, meaning <laughs> as a pitcher, you know, I'm sure that, you know, Wainwright, who was a great pitcher, was, yeah. uh, you know, and a long-standing pitcher. He can recognize a, a pitcher built for uh, – built for the long haul. Uh, and he, he certainly did with uh, Lopez last night. He was really good. Yeah. And I thought uh, his observations were terrific. Yeah. I thought he was too. I thought the, I think the, the crew was, the crew was good. I could do Patrick without Royce Lewis in a rundown. Well, I don't know what that was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but he's ready to play third base. He Should was be. running he, like he was running yeah, hard. I know it. He was. He, well, he also hauled the hauled rear end yes. from first to third on that play. And yep. uh, I mean, that's that's him running. So if he can do that, put him at third base because uh, he's he certainly looked uh, looked healthy then. But yeah, the rundown was. Uh, yeah, I, I could have gone without the slide, uh, the uh, the uh, crazy, uh, you know, attempt to score <laughs> the Stopping and starting. Was, it was, that like, a, was that a Jeffers brainstorm? I don't know. I didn't see the post. Because he, he had like three, suicide, not suicide, uh, safety squeezes this year. And I think he's he once in a while overthinks the things. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I, I can't believe that that. You know, the game ended so late, we really didn't get to see a lot of comments uh, like yeah. that. But uh, I would like to find out from Rocco if uh, if that was something that he would have recommended from Jeffers, because it it could have ended Lewis's uh, season in a in a in a heartbeat. There it was it was pretty stupid. A very interesting thing, though, he's catching Jeffers every game. Yeah, wants the wants the offense and wants the hitting, and uh, and uh, it's it, it's quite a change because. Uh, it was interesting because I've heard from people who know that the catcher, that most of the pitchers would rather pitch the Vasquez, kind yeah. of like Houston. Rather, they'd rather pitch the Maldonado down there, even though he couldn't get a hit if he, you know, save his yeah. life, and uh, and that they'd rather pitch it. And Pablo 
in what the second inning said, come on out here. I want to tell you how we're going to do this. You know, yeah. he, he waved him out to the mound and said, uh, you know, so uh, I, I don't know about that, but yeah, I was with you on that play. I was saying, what is this? This could not, this could not have been ordered from the uh, dugout. So no, but I did, I did like that, you know, they decided to, they, you know, they're, they're trying to add on late, they decide to pinch hit Julian for uh, that must have been who they pinch hit him for for Farmer late. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, this hurts your defensive alignment. But they instead of keeping Julian in the game, and I I know there's defensive metrics that say he got better at second base. I don't like him at second base still. I think he's a better he's better either DHing or or pinch hitting. So they instead um, keep Polanco at second um, and put Castro at third and Stevenson and left and let Julian yes. come yeah. out of the game. I think I would. I was worried that they were going to go back to their game. You know their their early alignment of uh, you know of yep, Julian at second, Julian at second, and third. Polanco at third, which is not a good infield defense, especially Polanco no, well, at third. I, is really I actually defense. now worry more about Polanco at third than I yes. do uh, Julian yes. at second. Uh, Jorge is just out of out of his element over at third because he's. He's not used to making that throw, and he kind of throws that sidearm. So, yeah, I I agree with you. But Lewis looks like he's ready to play third. So, yeah. put him in third. And one more day off. You know, he got a day off today, and uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing third on Tuesday. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's hard to complain about anything. Last night, that was good. It was really fun. The only my only complaint is it took three hours and five minutes. Yeah, uh, that's, still, that's still not bad creep. though. Not bad, but it's time creep. We got serious time creep here, but we you know. also got to realize that in the postseason you get an extra, you know, thirty seconds at least. Later on, you get you, go, you advance another round. After this, you get an extra minute between any. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you get you get extra time between innings, so it's not bad. But it's still over three hours. I'm yeah, not, I don't you know. like that. You know, so. <laughs> I I agree. Now, so now goes back to Target Field on Tuesday. Ooh, and... Wear your long underwear if you're coming to the game. It's going to be in the. I think the low is going to be 37 or eight. Uh, yeah, they're both. Night. Those are both afternoon games, though. For now, yeah, that's the, true. That's the Wednesday, true. the Wednesday game could move, right? Yeah. If if Texas finishes off, it's going to move. Baltimore can't beat Texas. Baltimore's pitching. You can see this coming with the Orioles tonight. When well, they lost Bautista, but their pitching started to falter in the in the last month of the season. They still kept winning game more games than they lost, but uh, that Texas lineup. Oof. They could, and uh, yeah, yeah. The the game uh, Wednesday's very likely to be a after, although maybe Baltimore can sneak. If Baltimore sneaks one out, right, then you still. Uh, if Baltimore wins Tuesday, then you don't have to play a night game Wednesday, right? right? So, yeah, because they would still be game yeah. four on Wednesday for yeah, them too. Yeah, so it kind of depends on goal, what happens. Go yeah. Orioles, come on. Although <laughs> you want I that one o'clock that one's Wednesday like game. one, two, oh, we'll be yeah. complaining about the shadows then. So. The shadows, yes. Oh, well, maybe yeah. that will maybe that will favor whoever they pitch in that game. Probably that's got to be Joe Ryan, right? I mean, that's yeah, gonna be Joe Ryan they're going to pitch Joe Ryan. Yeah, Ober was. I, I, you know, a lot of people were complaining about Ober in and uh, not beforehand uh, afterwards, but yeah. uh, 
I I like that move. I I thought he had a chance to get him out. He just you know just, when you throw your first pitch and Altuve hits it for a home run, that's not the way you want to start. But uh, you know, I the of the two of them, I would have taken over over Ryan in game one too. So I didn't. I had no complaints with that. I think over actually. When you uh, go through the most of the season, I think over was better than Ryan. Ryan was really good early, but uh, that's not a. But Ryan will get the chance on uh, on Wednesday, I'm sure. Grand Casino would like to take a moment and salute the true football fan, the passion, the hope, the anticipation, that incomparable feeling of winning. Grand Casino would also like to take a moment to remind you that you can find all that anticipation, thrill, and winning at Grand Casino. Grand Casino. Let your story begin. This feels like it's going five, doesn't it? I mean, I, yeah, I, just, I, just, I, can't, I just can't see Houston dropping these next two. They're, too, they're still too good. They've still got too many guys that can do damage in that lineup that at some point they're going to, they're going to at least win one of these. And I feel like the twins will too. I feel like we're, well, what, 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 let's say the twins win. Let's say the twins win Tuesday. Sunny Gray, I like that matchup, but then what does Houston do you think do in game four? If they're down two one, do they try to hurry Verlander back or what do they do? Do they yeah, take the chances on the offense? So. I, I don't think he's not what he used to be. He's a, uh... You know, he was good the other day, but uh, it's it's not what it used to be. It doesn't frighten you anymore. And uh, they don't have a – they're not deep with their starters. And the lefty, uh, Valdez, not being as good as he was the previous years as it was helpful last night. But, uh, yeah, they don't have uh, – they got their own pitching problems. They don't really have the, the guy you'd like to – you know, I, I, I'm not sure what his options are, but I can't imagine him rushing Verlander because then, ah, eh, maybe who knows? Verlander, Verlander certainly take the ball if they wanted to give him to him. That's for sure. But uh, that's pitching three days rest. Three right? days rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what they do. I have no idea. So I guess maybe I guess maybe the the other point of that too would be that it, you know, they would. Be back to Valdez for Game Five, and he got knocked around pretty good. So I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, I mean they still they still have a lot of faith in him for what he's done for him in the past, but he's just not been a sharp man when he was when they when they beat the Twins in that uh, pandemic series. He was good, and back then, oof, they didn't have a chance against him. So. What is the difference now, though, man? I mean, the Twins have had good teams in the playoffs. That when they lost, like they, I know they didn't hit a ton until this game last night, but you know, yesterday. I'd but... say the difference is that you uh, started Randy Dobnik in a game two, and last night you started Pablo Lopez in a game two. I'd say that's an upgrade. That is uh, you Good started Brian Dun. You started Brian Dunsing. God love him. I loved him. <laughs> In a, in a game one, you don't have to start Brian Dunsing in a game one with this team. It's it's starting pitching, basically. It's a pitching depth. It's also the bullpen. The bullpen's got, you know, as I, I pointed out, that when Barrios got hooked here. Which was after terrible. Five good in, after we've got five good innings. Well, it was terrible here, but when he got hooked for the Twins after oh, yeah. five one run yeah. innings. They brought in Cody Stashak. You don't have to bring in Cody Stashak now. You can bring in 
Brock Stewart throwing 98, Louis, even Louis Varlin and uh, all the rest of them. I mean, you got, you got, this is the deepest bullpen. I've, I've still got faith in Theo Barr, even though everybody's down on him. But uh, this is the deepest bullpen I think they might ever had. Now, you got to go back to the ID. You know, I go back to the 60s when a bullpen was four guys. So, <laughs> right. you know, did, you pitch the same guy, you know, you pitch the same guy every day if you needed him in the in a in a postseason. And of course the postseason is so much different now. You gotta win thirteen games instead of eight. You know, and back in the day you had to win four to win the World Series. So it's 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 a completely different uh you know you know, I mean look at look at how many let's say if they go if they, if they would make it the World Series, you're going to Lopez going to be way over 200 innings by then. Oh, yeah. He's going to be 200 innings. I mean, this is you almost have to protect these guys. Everybody complains. Ah, nobody pitches 200 innings anymore. Well, if you got a good club and you get the postseason, you get you got a chance to make six more starts for yeah. goodness' sake. So it's yeah. uh, it's it's a different world, that's for sure. I, you know what we're gonna, you know the whine we're gonna hear now. Though I heard some guy hearing this: if uh, if uh, Philadelphia beats Atlanta and Arizona beats the Dodgers, uh, well, it's now an advantage to uh, you know if if you if you don't play that first series, your you know your team loses its edge or something like that. So I said, okay, give them their choice. You're the number one seed. Do you want to play a first round series or do you not want to play a first round yeah. series? Do you, you make the choice. Right? Do you want to have a chance to do you have a chance to set your pitching staff and <laughs> yes, not right. have a not play a series where you could lose? Like come on. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's uh, but it's funny how baseball is always held to a different standard than all other sports. All other sports sports can you know, screw around in the postseason and do anything. You know, you can have the you can have the uh Seattle Seahawks playing at home in a first round playoff game with a seven and nine record. Right. Uh, but that's okay because it's the NFL. And, uh, but the baseball is always held to a higher standard uh, for some reason. Well, it's getting ahead of ourselves. We'll get to some other stuff in just a minute. It's getting ahead of ourselves too. But I mean, if, if Texas does finish off Baltimore and the Twins do advance, Twins would have home field in the ALCS, which is something I didn't imagine they would have at any point. So they've got yeah, right. That's they've true. Got, they've got that going for them. They've been pretty good at home this year and in in the postseason this year and in the postseason historically, at least dating back further. Although they had a long home uh, home playoff losing streak for a while, but it's just I don't know. I don't want to get too like you don't want to read too much into four games, but they they look different. It's it is the pitching. It's it's. They hadn't had a whole lot of clutch hitting until that game the other night, but Lewis certainly looks the part. Correa looks the part. Enough other guys, you know, Farmer. You get the kind of un, unexpected offense. They're they're built right. I don't know if they're going to win this series, but they're they're built right. And that leads me to a final point. A friend of mine texted me and said, "Can you get Royce to say something nice about Derek Falvey off of this postseason?" I was like, "I'll try. I'll try." Well, I haven't been that hard on him, really. I mean, I haven't been bashed him. I just, you know, a lot of moves that he, they've, you know, they've, they've traded for a lot of guys who had bad arms, too, you know. Yes, Tyler they have. And, uh, you know, they traded two great, two very good prospects, uh, both of whom probably be on your roster, for a guy with a bad arm. And uh, there's other 
instances of this. I think that, uh, you know, I've always, you know, I've, I've never been one saying fire Falvey, but uh, they've had, uh, they've made some moves that were uh, very questionable, spent a lot of money. And, uh, you know, they weren't good. They weren't going to have Carlos Correa. They were going to, it was a one and done deal when they made yeah. it. And uh, so it's it's not like, boy, he went out and got Carlos Correa. Scott Boris came and put a big red ribbon around him and handed him to you last year. And everybody knew it was a one year deal. And then luckily for you, a lot of people reneged and uh, you, you ended up getting him back here and you found out you got a really professional, wonderful shortstop. And uh, yeah, they've had good things happen to him. But uh, the fact that this whole thing has uh, been plotted out to be like this is I'm, I'm not sure if we can get, you know, some, get that excited about them. They do have, they finally uh, brought up some prospects that uh, actually gave them, that's what changed this team, basically, Royce yeah. Lewis. Julian, you know, can hit. Yeah. He, he replaced, yeah. Julian replaced Louis, our rise, yeah. basically. And Walner's, uh, you know, Walner, Walner emerging as the best of those uh, left-handed hitting outfielders is, now he's, you know, I, I don't know if he's, uh, you know, he's going to be a 220 hitter, but he's going to also hit 30 home runs if you let him play. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those guys came along. They never, there was nothing in their plans to have Matt Walner in the outfield no. uh, in, in the playoffs. That was not, that was something that just happened. And, uh, you know, they're, yeah, they're, you know, they've, they've been okay. But there's, you know, the big trade that they made, Arise for Lopez, has worked out for them extremely well. So, yeah. I guess they've been okay. I guess we'll take that. Um, you, the one thing you wrote the other day, and then we'll get to Vikings here in a minute. The one thing you wrote the other day that struck me was how much different they are from what they started out the season to be when you said just now how much the plan has changed. I mean, they, they're complete. They're, I mean, the plan at the beginning of the year, you had a whole bunch of guys in this lineup that aren't in the lineup anymore. I mean, they had to pivot and like mid year, we were talking about, are these guys going to have jobs? Like this, that was how yeah, bad right, it was. Right. Yeah. Now I got to say, I was never in fire Falvey, but you know, I don't care what happens. You're never going to explain to me why you gave eleven million dollars to Joey Gallo or ten yes. million dollars to Joey Gallo, because uh, you know you brought in a guy who hit 160 last year and struck out 40 percent of the time, and he topped that. He struck out 45 percent of the time <laughs> this year, and it, it never made any sense. So the, this uh, the thing. A lot of the things we ripped them for are still rippable, you yes. know, but but. But it doesn't make any difference now because you don't have Joey Gallo in the lineup anymore. No. Now, if Joey Gallo on the roster. Still, yeah. yeah, you don't have him on the roster. They got five guys who started that game who aren't on the roster. Started opening day aren't on the roster. It's amazing. You know, Jose Miranda. I mean, he was look back. I hey, they think that's this Miranda might be able to hold down third base for us. He's uh, you know, this is he might emerge this year as your five hitter. Okay, uh, he's. You know he'll be he'll be released. He'll be out of the organization. So it's not like uh, you know they, they they. I'll say one thing they they were they were adaptable. When yeah, things, right. uh, When things went bad, they were adaptable. But I, you know, I'm I'm not a I've never been a get rid of these guys and the whole analytic. Oh, there's too much analytics. It's I'm not uh, I'm not 
into that. That's the new modern game. And and the, 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 the fact is, if you watch Twitter or something, these idiots are still ripping Rocco for taking out his pitchers too early. And I think they had the fourth, fourth most innings from starters of yeah. anybody in the league. Now, last year, you know, when you got Chris Archer and Dylan Bundy, you're going to take your pitchers out early. You don't have those guys this year anymore. <laughs> no, you don't. No. Uh, well, we'll see what happens Tuesday. This is a fun series. It's been a fun playoff so far. It's just good to watch. It's good to watch good baseball in the uh, in the playoffs. They're playing good baseball in the playoffs. 